Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Shot Callers presented by 48MinutesNetwork.com. We got your articles, we got your podcast, we got it all. Uh, we're doing a finals preview today. Yeah. Finals are set. Tim is with me. Mr. Tim, Daniel, what's happening? What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm great, man. We know who's going to be in the finals. We're going to get into it. Not LeBron. It's not LeBron James. It's not LeBron Weird. James, and it's not Giannis Antetokounmpo. No, so, it's not. Um, we're about to get into it. Before we do, I did want to just um, just say that uh, Dan Gilbert just got announced that he is uh, in a hospital. He had stroke-like symptoms. So we just want to wish him the best from everyone here at 48 Minutes Absolutely. Network. Uh, we are thinking about you, Dan. We hope you have full recovery. Um, hope you and your family, all the best there. Um, so rooting for Dan Gilbert. Please come back better than ever um but without further ado here's our finals previews guys appreciate it let's go i said i'll always remember the wood grain beneath my feet in a busy street i never said i was angry but i think i'm still in misery but it's what i All right, Tim, the finals are set. We now yeah. know who's going to be duking it off in uh, in the finals. It's going to be the Raptors and the Warriors. And I, I got to say, we're not shocked. No, we, um, we picked this at the beginning of the playoffs when we did our playoff preview of the four of us, the NBA team of 48 minutes. Um, albeit, I did kind of change my mind at some points. I did pick the Bucks to win the Eastern Conference Finals in seven, but I can still say it is on wax that we picked this series, so we're claiming it. We're claiming it. We'll take that. We'll take the W. Yep. Um, we count those, yep. and we love those. Take that, Colin Coward and Nick Wright Boom. and Stephen A. Smith. Boom. What yeah. up, though? Yeah, put baby filters over this podcast. Boom. <laughs> 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 so the biggest story uh, coming out of this finals seems to be Kawhi Leonard. And kind of the reemergence yes. of him, um, kind of atop the food chain or near the top of the food chain, whatever, wherever you're at. We don't need to do that debate here. Um, but Kawhi was great in game six 27 points, 17 boards, seven assists, two steals, and two blocks. Just kind of the all around dominant Kawhi game. Uh, yeah, man. I know me and you were watching it while we were watching uh, the uh, wrestling pay per view that was on. So um, we did go back and forth with this, but uh, we we did see a good amount of Kawhi here. We did, man. I went back and watched a condensed game too, just so I had like a an overall feel for the game. Um, and it definitely seemed like you know I know the Bucks had like the lead for quite a bit, but it still had that feeling where it was just too close that Kawhi was going to take over at some point. Yeah, um, I think it was like five minutes left in the third. Uh, we were we were sitting on the couch and Travis was like, "Man, you know uh, they got a pretty big lead. I think it might be over." And I was like, Oof. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> "I don't know." And, and that kind of seems to be the the theme in the playoffs. Um, you look at the Golden State series; they were down pretty big every game. And you look Just at about, this yeah. this Raptor series; they were down pretty big every game too. Um, 
So it, it's really exciting basketball to see these huge lead changes, these 26 to three runs, you know, um, for sure. I think it's been a lot of fun. It has been a lot of fun, man. I think what we've seen a lot is, um, like you said, the emergence of Kawhi Leonard and just showing like, you know, we had conversations this year on our network as Paul George taking over Kawhi. And now it's like, no, no, he's not. He is not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I remember that's a great point because we literally said like Paul George is being a better Kawhi than Kawhi is. Yeah. And uh, it's just just not true. We ran a poll two days ago. Um, and this was before game six. We ran a poll. Which player should teams be targeting the most this offseason? Uh, our options were Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, and Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard got 55% of the votes. Wow. Yeah. Kevin Durant, you know, 30%. Anthony Davis, 15 And zero votes for Kyrie. <laughs> Which is, I mean, in that, Fair. In that company. In those four, yes. Sure. Yeah, and that's, I don't think that's a, a slight to Kyrie at all. I um, saw um, someone went back and, like, I guess liked some of our old polls, and I saw someone liked um, from October when we said, our team is split. Can the Celtics actually beat the Warriors in the NBA Finals? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I, I was trying to we debunk. We very much in the moment. I was just trying to debunk that. Uh, <laughs> but, no, I, I definitely thought – that the Celtics were going to get to the finals still. I did too. Um, but, but no, like I, I was, I saw some old tweets that popped up about like the Celtics saying that Jalen Brown is off limits in the Kawhi Leonard talks. And like the Sixers say that Fultz is off limits in the Kawhi talks. <laughs> and it's just like, man, these age horribly, man. Yeah, they do. Especially and, considering the Raptors gave up their Rosen. Yeah. And, Masai Ujiri just took a huge gamble this offseason and and went just all in. And it looks like it's paying off. Do you think more teams are going to kind of do this? Especially with Anthony Davis being, you know, there's there's literally the blueprint for, for this to happen again this season where someone can take just an absolute superstar, take him for a year as a mercenary, and try and kind of go all in. Do you think that we're going to see that again? Absolutely. I think teams are going to do whatever they can to win titles. So, we, you know, we've heard many of times you talk about Anthony Davis, and that's probably the next to be this. You know, Paul George, we thought that was going to be the case. We thought it'd be one year at OKC. Now we see Kawhi do it, and Kawhi has really taken Toronto by storm. Um, people are offering so many things to keep him there. <laughs> but, yeah, I definitely do. I think uh, we've heard many times the Celtics are prepping a big offer for Anthony Davis. And we've also heard Anthony Davis doesn't really want to be there. So, you know, if that does is the case, for, I definitely would not be shocked if Danny Ainge pulls the trigger to try to get him for a year, try to convince him to stay, even after thinking he'd have Kyrie forever and only getting him for, well, this looks like two years. Yeah. And and now that we're, like, looking back at, like, these trade offers and it's like, man, we wouldn't give up Jalen Brown for him or we wouldn't give up Fultz and stuff. I mean, do you still feel like you shouldn't give up Tatum? For Anthony Davis? No, you 100% give up Jason Tatum for Anthony Davis. I think <laughs> I think that's a no-brainer. Uh, Jason Tatum is the same player he was as a rookie. There was no drastic stride. There was no... I think he was worse in the playoffs this year than he was last year, albeit Kyrie was back and Hayward was back. But, like, I, 
have to look at the numbers. I'm going off the eye test on that one, of course. But yeah, there's no way in it, hell that feels right, though. That feels yeah. that feels like that's what I saw. There's no way in hell I don't give up Jason Tatum if I can have Anthony Davis. I don't care if it's for 60 games. I don't care if it's for 40 games. I don't care if it's for 82 games. I don't care if it's five years. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's it feels worth it definitely right now. Um, yeah. With the city of Toronto just absolutely riding it looks like philadelphia over there with just the streets being packed with people yeah. and it's just chaos yeah, the flyers uh, won the stanley cup it was like nuts yeah it's, it reminds me of the eagles winning the super bowl is what it reminds me of for real yeah um but it's not all good in toronto um danny green specifically had a horrible series and this was a guy that i was super high on same um, all year and I think we both had great reason to be. I mean, he was in the top uh top few three point shooters this season. He's a great three and D guy. Uh but in this series he shot just eighteen percent from the field, seventeen percent from three, and he started all six games. He only averaged three and a half points per game. Yowza. Yowza, man. I mean he needs to be kind of like uh Kind of like a, a budget Clay Thompson. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, and that's something I'm just going to have to look for in the next series. Danny Green has to be better. He has such good experience, and for him to just like basically call off for six games was was horrible. Yeah, it was, man. I mean, uh, he was pretty rough. Lowry, we know, had a couple games where he wasn't at his best, uh, but ended up coming up strong in game six, played pretty well. Um you know, they got a lot from guys like Mark and so obviously, you know, I think I saw that sound where like it, at home in the series, Fred Van Vliet was like 80% from three or something insane <laughs> like that. Like yeah. not exaggerating, like really was like, I think it was 14 of 17. I saw, yeah, it was like 83%. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was crazy. The, yeah, how does that happen? He had, he had a baby, man. Right. Yeah. I'm telling you that it'll, it'll, it'll do that to you, man. Um, so, so the Raptors are going to the finals. We'll get into a, a preview of the finals here in a minute. Mm-hmm. But I, I do want to talk about the Bucks and kind of their um, historic season that they put up. I mean, one of the best seasons in, in Bucks franchise history, for sure. They had a 60-22 and 22 record, which was the best record in the league. They had the highest point-per-game differential in the league with an 8.8, which is absurd. I mean, they were riding like a, like a plus 10. Uh, most of the season, which is like like historic, really. Yeah, it's insane. It really is. Um, but they just they just couldn't get it done, and and it seemed like you know we gave so much credit to Giannis, and I do feel like we kind of have to put it still on Giannis. Um, I, I know a lot of their shooters didn't didn't kill it, but uh, you know if if we're gonna give Giannis the credit, I think that's kind of the first place we have to look when they lose too yeah i don't have a problem with that man um i think what happened it seemed like what happened there was when the transition became like we're not gonna let Giannis beat us it kind of seemed like he kind of like wasn't able to get over those humps um and they really exposed his shooting issues quite a bit in this series too yeah um like after game two it was like he was like not i mean just last night kyle he was seven of 18 from the floor 
Um, he was two of five from three, so you know I'm not going to hate on him for that. Um, yeah, and they were and and his threes are coming at really good times too. They are, yeah. Like, like the they'll end a drought or something like that, or you know when it's close he'll hit them. They He's got to get better at the line. He's got to get better at the line. Yeah, he shot 58 percent from the free throw line this series. Yeah, and like that guy's going to be MVP this year. Yeah, 63 percent for the season. And and he has and here's the crazy thing, is he's averaging ten attempts per game this series, and that's pretty much what he was doing throughout the yeah throughout the year. I mean, we joke about how much Harden goes to the free throw line, and Harden still goes more for sure. Right. But but Giannis was second in the league. I mean, this guy was getting to the line, and that's a lot of points to just leave. You know. Yeah, when you're getting the line more than guys like LeBron, who are like in like Kawhi and Paul George, who. Hindsight play the same position you do, and you're missing a lot more than they are. Like, it's pretty rough. Like, yeah. well, this isn't a dig on Giannis. We love Giannis, obviously. I mean, uh, yeah, he's, rightfully the MVP. Yeah, but like, in he's those tw- situations, twenty-four years old. Like, we 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 understand that, but but still, if we're gonna praise him, exactly, and, and say he's doing all this stuff at just the age of twenty-four, um, then we can't use age as kind of an excuse when he doesn't perform well because we're using it as kind of a, a way to lift him up even higher when he does well yeah we need to really end that the whole like young person thing like I the agree. nuggets like the nuggets get this whole thing where it's like you know they were great they're the two seed and then they lose to portland it's like well you know they're young and Jokic is really still figuring things out and it's like you guys talked like he was a top five MVP candidate which he kind of right. was but like, yeah i like, mean he was he was first team all nba Right, and then you're like, um, is if that's the standard we hold for people, then that's the standard I expect. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Like, yeah, and and same for some of the Celtics guys, you know, without a doubt, you know, um, Tatum. If if we want to crown Tatum this untouchable, don't trade a franch, don't trade him for Anthony Davis. He's going to be an MVP candidate, you know, for the next ten plus years. Okay, well. Then I need to see you perform well. You know, I need to see you not take bad shots, and I need to see you knock down those shots. You know, right? We're not asking you to go be LeBron and Durant in their like youth and their in their no. early twenties by any means, but we want you to be what people bill you to be, and like I think that's very fair for us to go that route. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but it, it seems like Kawhi kind of just got to Giannis in this game. Um, but he had like 12 and, total points when he was guarded by uh, Kawhi, not to cut you off. Yeah, so for the whole series, um, including game six, there was 160 possessions total. Um, Giannis had 30 points in 160 possessions. He shot just 35% from the floor, 14% from three. He had five assists but five turnovers. Whew. Five assists in, in six games doesn't feel great. Yeah, the assist to turnover ratio should never be zero. <laughs> like that's not that's not what we want from uh from you. Yeah. Especially if, if he's gonna be like a primary ball handler. Yeah. You know? And especially if yeah, I mean that was rough. And, and the team just was awful in uh half court, man. They just couldn't get it set up in half court. It was it was rough to see. It it seemed like they were so dependent on on uh running in transition and then their players hitting those knockdown shots and you know when it's not when it's not working right that's man. it 
Yeah, I mean, shouts to Malcolm Brogdon, man. He really made himself some money in this series. Um, you know, he's going to be a re- he has a possibility of being an unrestricted free agent this offseason. He'll be an RFA to start. Yeah. Um, but you know, he did I think I think really he was kind of the bucks where it stuck out of like making improvements in the series. I think he had some bad games for sure, but um that, that he was kind of a guy you felt like you could kind of count on to not mess the game up at times. Yeah, I agree, man. So with him being a, uh, he's going to start out the off season as an RFA. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I mean, if you're if you're a team like uh, Orlando or something like that, or you know any team that has cap space, let's say any yeah. team that has cap space, and you just want to throw him a big offer sheet just to kind of make Milwaukee match it, what do you think he uh, gets offered? Ooh, you think he, I have not thought think, about that. I mean, legitimately, do you think, you know, four years, 20 million? So you're saying five a that? year or 20 each year? 20 each year. I think he could get that the way this NBA is going. Um, I'm not going to say that's far-fetched by any means. You know, a team like, you know, some of these young teams with cap The Bulls? I've a hundred percent thought about him going to the Bulls many of times. I think that would be the, that would be my favorite fit, dude. I would love it. I would really love it. Um, you know, smart three and D guy. They don't have a lot of that by any means. Um, I think that that would be a lot of fun. But that, you know, they might actually. The Bulls might throw that out he's, there. He's a fifty forty ninety guy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's, he's a fifty a forty ninety defender. guy. He's a wing defender. He's young. He's what twenty six. Something like that, yeah. 25, 26. He's rookie of the year. Say what you will about it. He is a rookie of the year. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't really know what else you need from a, from a guard. Yeah, I mean, the only reason I think Orlando might stay away, because if you look at the blueprint they're putting together, Kyle, it looks like they're going for like those super athletic guys that can get up and down the court really fast, and that's not Brogdon's style. Not to discredit yeah. him by any means, but I don't know if he really fits that blueprint that Orlando wants. But Chicago, yeah. I think you're right. That's tough-nosed, defender, blue-collar, bring the lunch pail to work every day kind of guy. That's that's kind of what he fits for that Bulls team. Yeah, and I don't see uh, you know a guy like Laurie Markkinen. You know, I don't see Laurie Markkinen just absolutely sprinting up the court every no. every play. And I think he'd be great setting up a Laurie Markkinen or something like that, or you know, running a pick and roll with Wendell Carter. Or kicking it out to Auto Porter or something like that. I mean, I just I think it'd be a great fit there, but I mean, I I really do think it'll be somewhere between fifteen to twenty million a year. I do too. I, I do too. I think I think eighteen and a half sounds about right. But yeah, you know who's uh, who's making around that much money is George Hill. He's got that nineteen million dollar contract, uh, but only one million of it's guaranteed this next season. So I would assume. I would assume that they're not going to pay him nineteen million. Nope. So they're going to just pay the one million and probably waive him. Yeah, probably. Which is definitely going to hurt them. I mean, George Hill was one of their one of their players that they were relying on there uh, in the playoffs. And then he, same with same with Miritich. You know, Miritich, yeah. you're not going to you're not going to have the money to sign him. No, you're looking then, man, at a Bucks team that we were really high on a bench. Yeah. At that point, you're looking at like a Tony Snell, a. They'll still have Ilyasova and yeah. uh, and our boy Pat Connaughton. Pat Connaughton, I mean, gosh, he's on a 1.6 million dollar contract. It's a bargain. 
you know, there should be 30 teams in the league that would want that. You know what I mean? That is right. that is just money. Yeah, I actually haven't talked to him in a couple of weeks. Uh, I was going to reach out to him, but I didn't want to reach out to him last night. Yeah. Uh, but he's, I mean, when I have talked to him, and he absolutely loves it there. So Yeah, I bet, man. I yeah. bet. It seems like the fans are having a great time. The facility's brand new. The team's winning more than anyone in the league right now. And um, Yeah, they're yeah. doing things. I mean, I know they came up short, but they're doing things Oscar and Kareem didn't do there right now. And, like, that's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and then the other two huge offseason uh, moves that they have ahead of them are Brooke Lopez and Middleton. Middleton, he's got a $13 million player option. I feel confident saying he's going to decline that. I do too, especially after an all-star <laughs> season. Yeah, um, He's eligible for a $32 million uh, max. So, Woof. Yeah. But there's going to be teams that are going to line up to pay oh, it, man. No doubt about it. You know, the Lakers, they're going to want to pay it. Like, there's just teams that will want the, – everyone has money this offseason, it feels like. Except for the Heat. Except for and the And the Hornets. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. The Heat, Hornets, and the Pistons. Other than that. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Um, but he's going to – I mean, he's going to get paid. So, mm-hmm. if they want to bring him back – and I would assume he's probably their top priority, right? Yeah, he has to be, man. Okay. I would say. Because I don't mean – Unless you're trying to sign Giannis to a super extension again, which I think they've already signed him one recently, so. Yeah, I don't think he's eligible until next. Yeah, I think you're I right. Think, I think next year is the year that they would do it early. So. Next th- year he makes. Yeah, you're right. So next yeah. year is 27 for him, and then 2021 he's a UFA. Yeah, and so let's assume that the 32 million dollars is going to Middleton. Okay. Then you have Brooke Lopez. The here's where it gets really tricky and kind of uh, salary cappy. And uh, I'm not, I'm not a salary cap expert, obviously. Um, and no one is crowning me that. Trust me. But no. it gets a little tricky here because they uh, they have his non bird rights, so they could only offer him around four million dollars last wow. year, which. I, again, I feel very comfortable saying Brooke Lopez is going to decline $4 million. Yes, yes, he is. Okay. So then they have the option to pay the uh, the mid-level exception of $5.7 million. I would, again, assume he would decline that. Same. So then they have the option of paying the uh, non-taxpayer exception of $9 million. I really don't think he takes that. I don't... I don't think he takes either. a a one year nine million dollars, but even if so that so best case scenario would really be him taking that nine million dollar non taxpayer exception. If he does take that, then they can't go into the luxury tax. No, and so that puts them at the very hard cap, and you pretty much can't add anybody else to your team. You know what I mean? Right, and. And now you're looking at bringing back the exact same team, except possibly losing Brogdon, definitely losing Hill, and definitely losing Miritich. Yeah, and I'm looking at like this. Let's say let's say they do bring back Brogdon, right? I I think it's realistic to say they do. It's definitely realistic. So next year they're going to lose George Hill and Nikola Miritich. I mean that's tough, man. 
That is that's tough. A, and, and that's with adding no one. And that's with best case scenario, them signing Brooke Lopez. And and that Brooke Lopez re-signing doesn't look great to me. No. And so, you know, there just has to be pretty big improvements from <laughs> from their whole team. I don't know how much more Giannis can really improve. God, I'm looking at all the guys making more money than Malcolm Brogdon, and it's some of these guys are bad. <laughs> like, yeah, Malcolm Brogdon this year is a 1.5 million. Yeah, Trey Burke made more money than Malcolm Brogdon this year. <laughs> Man, Shelvin Mack. Josh Isaiah Smith. Thomas, Terry Rozier, <laughs> Josh Smith, <laughs> Kevin Mitchell, <laughs> Bobby Bonilla. Josh Smith made three times the amount of him. Yeah. Good deal. Oof. Yeah, I mean, they're going to need, you know, Dante DiVincenzo to actually play a role. DJ Wilson's mm-hmm. going to have to actually play a role. Um, Ilyasova, I mean, we, we've seen him be very productive. He's going to have to kind of step back up. And uh, and play a bigger role. So this team's gonna look uh, very similar next year, but just without some of those pieces that we really loved about this team. Yeah, and so. Eric Bledsoe making fifteen million too. Eesh. I don't know, man. And and you know what's weird is when when did they give it to him in March? Yeah, we were like, I still th- would yeah, probably I was like, have done oh, it. Yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. I liked it. You know, Bledsoe, I, I don't have it in front of me, but, dude, during the regular season, Bledsoe shot, like, 57% from two. His effective field goal percentage was, like, 55%. Like, he was just taking really, really smart shots, and he was really efficient at taking efficient shots. Yeah. And that was a great thing. And he really provided someone that could score off the dribble, Um, you know, when Giannis wasn't wasn't there because really all their other guys are just catch and shoot they just all knock down set shots and i mean in this series they needed someone that could score off the dribble and they didn't have it and that's that's when you would love to see bledsoe kind of step up but i mean he was a plus three player this year yeah and we talked about this already um i think on our last podcast but like in the closing seconds of every game Bledsoe wasn't on the court. No. He's first team all defense. That's weird. That's very weird. It's very weird. It's very weird that you give a guy a $15 million a year extension, and he's first team all defense. He's 28 years old in his prime, and he's not on the court. Yeah, it's weird. I agree, man. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they're going to. They're going to need more out of him. I mean, he had the the safety blanket that was George Hill, and uh, they're not going to have that anymore. Shout out no. George Hill. George Hill's going to going to go somewhere and and be pretty decent. I've honestly like keep thinking like where would I could have seen George Hill next year, and he keeps coming back. <laughs> I know he's been there already. He keeps coming back to the Pacers. So I'm like, he could yeah. go back to Indiana. Yeah, yeah, that would be a good. I fit. could see it. I could honestly see it. Yeah. I could see that, or like, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't, I really don't love, love this fit, but I could see like, uh, the Suns or something. I know he's 32 years old, but just for, just for like a year. Yeah. Be a trade, you know, a guy that gets traded at the deadline when they're out of the race to a playoff team. And there you go. Kind of like their, uh, their Trevor Ariza for the year. Yeah, exactly. Their yearly Trevor Ariza. (laughs) (laughs) 
Wasn't he there for like? Was he there long? I feel like he was there for like thirteen games. <laughs> he was. It was. We- it was very weird. And then it was yeah. like Trevor Reese is definitely going to the Lakers. He, did. <laughs> he went to the Wizards, <laughs> dude. <laughs> He's like, really, guys? Really? Oh man. Uh, what, Talk what about a team that's a mess. Ooh. Yeah. We don't have time for that, but I know. I did see something today from uh, NBC Sports uh, Washington that said that if the Wizards are going to trade with the Lakers, uh, trade Bradley Beal to the Lakers, that Lonzo Ball would have to be included. I figured that would be the case. Yeah, whatever that's worth. I would assume it's Lonzo Ball, the fourth pick, and I don't know what salary cap filler they really even have. Yeah, I mean. They don't have a ton of... I don't have Rondo's gone. Stevenson's gone. Yeah. yeah. Like all their salary cap filler guys are gone. It's weird. So Muscala's gone. Muscala. Yeah. <laughs> Zubach is gone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. The Clippers right. are more than likely to sign him back, I assume, right? Um, I actually don't think they will. Really? I kind of have the impression they will because they'd be a cheap center. Yeah, I just don't – I don't know. I think he was – I really don't know. Yeah, we got plenty of time for that talk. Yeah, I feel you. Um, I'm pulling up their spot track right now because I'm curious on what he's making. He's making 1.5 right now. I would just assume that next year he's going to want like $8 million something like that yeah probably and then it's like is it worth it for Zubash for eight million eh eh maybe not i don't know all right um let's get into the finals let's do it man it's crazy it's here right it's here man it's here we get the finals um kd unlikely for game one cousins Mm -hmm. is up in the air that's uh according to espn so and and Iguodala will be back, I believe. So the Kawhi uh, stopper, the Kawhi stopper. Do you think he'll be a Kawhi stopper? God no. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's gonna try. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of curious on what matchups do you think that Golden State is gonna try and get? I, I would assume they're gonna try and put Iguodala on Kawhi. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I think Draymond and Iguodala kind of share that responsibility. Um, I think, yeah, I think between Siakam and Kawhi, there's going to be Draymond and Iguodala, whatever, whatever, ver- you know what I mean? The, it's going to yeah, be like what, a two-on-two kind of game. Yeah, I figure whenever Durant gets back, they'll probably kind of go in that rotation too, because um, I think there's going to be a yeah. lot of sets where Durant's guarding Siakam, honestly. Um, I got to go back and watch the regular season games, because if I remember correctly, there was, was it... It was November they had that game where Kawhi and Durant both just, like, went nuts. Yeah, Durant had 51, and Kawhi had 37. Yeah, and I think they were they were going head-to-head, too. They were guarding each other in that game. Yeah, they were. Yeah. They were. I was, remember we did, a, we did a podcast after, and I said that was one of the best games I've, I remember seeing in recent history. Yeah, it was awesome. Man, that game was so good. <laughs> like, I'm going to go back, back and, and watch it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, it was so good, man. Uh, I just want to pull the audio of me talking about that game because I was just like, <laughs> I think I watched that game like three times in 24 hours. It was you incredible. 
Yeah. Oh, you would text me. Like, it's like when you see a movie again and you find different things. So you're like, oh, yeah, you know, like, yeah. that was you watching that game. Yeah. Or you you, uh, you said you were going to watch that wrestling pay-per-view again. Like, I did. Sometimes you just got to go back and. Absolutely. And, and just, just appreciate it again, man. Good stuff. Yeah, I went back. I watched Cody and Dustin again today, and it was oh, still just as good. Man. I love it. I'm jealous you yeah. got to rewatch it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to find a stream of it or something. <laughs> I'll give you my BR live info. Uh, um, how do you see this? How do you see the series playing out? So the Raptors are gonna have home court, which is mm-hmm. kind of weird. It's kind of weird. Yeah, do they have a? Do they have a better record? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Was it by like a game? Um, uh, wait, I'm pretty sure. Let me let me double check. I was gonna say it had to be. Let me double check. Yeah, uh, by one game. Yeah, 58, 58 and twenty four, and fifty seven <clears throat> and twenty five. Wow! Regular season matters, baby. Indeed. <laughs> Unlike all star games. I mean, it just goes to show you that, you know, you'd think like, why are the Raptors? Why does it matter if they're they're not going to get home court? Why does it matter? Yeah, um, agreed. Just kind of goes to show. Something, something we're gonna have to remember next year, down the stretch where it kind of matters. So, yeah, yeah, my curiosity here for the Raptors is when they shorten their bench, where do they stop? Because you know it's Van Vliet, you know yeah. it's um, you know it's gonna be Serge, and then who after that? Because normally in the finals we go back to these last few or four years, you know Cleveland every year went eight guys and that was it. Um. If I remember, Miami did the same thing. Golden State's done the same thing. So it's like, okay, who's that third bench guy that's going to really matter for them? If Danny Green's going to start, woof. Um, you know, <laughs> where's your cutoff? Because on Golden State's end, man, we know that, you know, depending if Boogie's back, depending if Durant's back, it's not. It's a little bit more bleak. You're like, okay, if Iguodala's starting and Looney's starting – you're looking at like Sean Livingston. You're looking at like Quinn Cook. Like, what are you looking at there? Yeah. So I would assume I would assume that Patrick McCaw doesn't play at all. He's on the Raptors this year. He was on Gold State the last two years. But I would assume that he doesn't see the court at all. Agreed. Uh, I think that Norman Powell is probably that guy. Uh, oh, God, probably, I forgot about Norman Powell. Yeah, Norman Powell's fine. Um, yeah. OG Ananobi, who I know that everyone at the network is really high on OG. I'm one of those people as well. Um, OG should be coming back during the finals. Good. So it'd be cool to see him out there um, just being a super athletic guy that can run around. So, um, yeah, I really think you're going to look at, you know, their starting five that they've been using, Serge Ibaka, Fred Van Fleet. And Norman Powell. And then when OG Ananobi comes back, um, Powell and Ananobi might might split up those kind of 20 minutes between those two. Yeah. However that looks. That. I don't know. It might not be an even split of 10 and 10, but... Probably like a 12 know. and 8. Yeah. Th- yeah. That's that's what I would assume their rotation would be. I can get behind that. Yeah. I don't know how much... Well... No, I... So it's always weird when we talk about Golden State because it's like Golden State, they can't, you know, they'll run your big guys off the floor. Mm -hmm. But then there's also like this other side of the chessboard 
where you're like Golden State, they don't have an answer for Mark Gasol. You know what I mean? Where it's like, right. like there is kind of this uh, this weird chess match where it's like we're gonna go big because Golden State can't do anything about it, and Golden State's like we're gonna go small because there's nothing they can do about it, and uh, so that's kind of what I'm interested to see is is who feels like they have the advantage because one's going big and one's going small or whatever that looks like. Because the Raptors can go really big. They can go pretty big, man. They can go Gasol, Abaka, Siakam, uh, Leonard, and, like, Danny Green. (laughs) Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, everyone on the court is 6'5 or or above. And most of you guys are 6'7 or above. I'm looking at who all Golden State ran out there in the last game against Portland. So, like, Alfonso McKenney started. Jordan Bell started. And I'll be a Jordan Bell paid 14 minutes because Kevon Looney had 20 and off the bench. I like Kevon Looney. Looney. I think I think Kevon Looney is going to play a, a pretty decent role. Kevon Looney is going to make some money this offseason. He is, and rightfully so, man. Yeah, agreed. So, like, Sean Livingston got about 21 minutes. Quinn Cook got about 13. Jonas Jurekpo got 10. Bogut got 9. So, my assumption is in this series you don't see a lot – Actually, you probably have to see Bogut, right, to kind of go against your go with your point you just made. Yeah, I would assume that they do. Yeah. So like, Jacob Evans, we can definitely count out. He played like four minutes the last game. Like, he's not gonna yeah. play the finals. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But I think you're gonna. I think McKinney will get some playing time. Oh, he will. Um, I think that Looney will get a lot of playing time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll be pretty good to see. One thing that's really interesting and. Uh, I think it's at least noteworthy going into the series is I don't think Toronto is scared of Golden State Mm-mm. because when you look at who Toronto has on their team, Kawhi Leonard, not afraid of Golden State. Nope. This man was up 20 before he got closed out by Zaza. You know what I mean? he He's not afraid of Golden State, I don't think. Danny Green. Danny Green was on those same teams with Kawhi. Danny Green knows what it's like to be up 20. You know what I yep. mean? Like They felt like they had the better squad. So I don't think those two are going to be afraid of him. Marcus Gasol. Marcus Gasol was on the uh Memphis the, the Memphis team, you know. That team wasn't afraid of Golden State either. That was kind of the beginning of the Golden State era. It was. Yeah. Um and then Serge Ibaka was on uh okay, the see? Thunder that were up 3-1 on them. This That's a great point. T- this team is veterans that have all had leads on Golden State. This team is not nervous to play them. No. This team all knows what it takes. They all know what to expect. And I think that they're going to come out on their home court, and I don't think they're going to be shaken up by it. Agreed, man. And you got to think, too, like Kyle Lowry has waited for this moment his whole career. He's 33. You know, Do I think that this guy that's 33 that's been playing playoff games like – He's been playing playoff games, multiple series every year for, you know, how many years? Right. A long ass time. A long ass time, man. Like, I just don't see him, like, totally shrinking, you know? Agreed. I think he's going to be ready to play. Um, I don't feel great about if he's the guy guarding Steph Curry. Um, no. But I would assume that that goes to Danny Green. Yeah, I'd probably have Lowry play on Clay. Yeah. Oof. I don't love that either, but. Yeah. Actually, so funny. I saw those two play together. Um, I saw the Olympic team, the last one, 
before they went overseas for the Olympics. Oh, cool. I saw, so I saw Team USA play at the United Center. So I saw like Lowry and I saw Lowry and Clay Thompson play with each other. And like that was now I'm like, oh shit, now these guys are playing. Like Boogie was on that team, Draymond, Durant. Holy shit, I'm just putting this together. There you go. Yeah. So I've seen this finals already, Kyle. You've already seen it. You've already <laughs> seen it. So with Cousins coming back, um, he might be back for game one. Do you think he gets a good amount of playing time? I would have a hard time believing he gets anything more than like 23 minutes. Okay. I would have a hard, especially with how like we've talked about Looney playing, and you have, say what you will about Jordan Bell, how good or bad he can be, you still have him. Um, and of course, Bogut, you know, playing your nine, 10 minutes. I think at first, but if this series does get deeper, if Toronto ends up winning a game or two, I think you kind of have to like take the leash off at that point, right? Yeah, yeah, I would assume. I assume you kind of have to at that point, and and same thing with KD. Um, no, I think he'll play forty his first game back. KD, I really do. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I do too. But I'm saying, as far as when you bring KD back, it's a it's a very weird kind of dance, especially if you're KD, where mm-hmm. like, if the Warriors are up two nothing, does KD want to come back? Because what if they lose? <laughs> What if they? Yeah. What if they're up two nothing and Katie comes back and they lose? Chris like, Broussard would be like, "I told you." No, but I ser- told like, you. Seriously, like, does that conversation ever stop? You know, like, no, we have Twitter now. Yeah, that conversation doesn't ever stop, and that's it's going to be Katie didn't deserve those two rings. Look at what happened when he came back; they lost, kind of thing. Um, and then, so I think Katie might be kind of. I hate to say that he's going to wait out because I know he's such a competitor. I mean, everyone in the NBA is, but I, I, I have a hard time kind of believing that he's just going to sit out. But I think he, he would kind of almost want to come in off of a loss. What do you think? I of that? think, I think it definitely. I think you're not. You're right as far as it kind of makes it more of the like heroic entrance. You're. Can we? I guess we can say it now. It's been out for a month. You're. Thor's trapped against the wall and Captain America calls the hammer. Like that is That's it. What Kevin Durant could be there if like, I like you're that. coming off a loss. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um I Look do for think me K- for all nerdy puns in basketball. <laughs> I do think KD is the X factor though. Um Oh for sure. He's kind of what makes this team unbeatable. You know, with without KD, they're just four of the infinity stones, if you will. Yeah. Um KD's kind of the fifth. So, I guess. Yeah, and then obviously Kevon Looney's the sixth one. Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) No, if they were four Infinity Stones, it'd probably be Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr, Curry, Thompson, Draymond. Or maybe Iguodala. I say Kerr's probably wearing the glove. Oh, there you go. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, not Bob Myers, even though Bob Myers definitely put this team together. Yeah. Yeah. What did it cost? Everything. Couple stocks. <laughs> Couple stocks. <laughs> a new stadium is what it costs. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so you had to get out of Oakland. Yeah, I, I like. I don't. I don't mind it. Um, how do you see this series playing out as far as um, the flow of it? Do you think that Toronto defends home court? Um, how do you kind of see that playing out? Well, if they want to win the series, they have to at least get one of those. 
Because if Golden State goes in there and takes two from you on your home court, like there's there's no way there's, it's, you're done. Um, Do you think they will? I believe that Toronto will win one game in this series. Total. Honestly, I do. Yes. Okay. Um, Which game? I do think I do think it could potentially be game two at home. Okay. Um, I don't think they're going to have the Allen Iverson against the Lakers winning game one and then getting their, their ass kicked the rest of the series. Um, I think Toronto's good enough to be competitive with them, Kyle. I do. But there's something about that group still being together. And, you know, it's something about, like, it feels like they are inevitable. And, um, you know, I used to hate it. I used to be so frustrated by it. But I've gotten to the point now where I appreciate it. Like, I really do feel like this is a genuine underdog story. Like, this feels that way, even with Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. I I think I th- I think I think that the Golden State Warriors will win in 7. I think that Toronto will win 3. Man, I really do. Man. I just I feel like I mean, we felt this way with uh with Toronto against um Milwaukee where it's like there's I mean, Milwaukee's just a better team. They're not going to beat Milwaukee. If you remember, I did say when we previewed that series that both teams at one point will win two in a row. Just so happens that one team won four in a row and the other team won two in a row. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it, it was like, well, Milwaukee's never lost three in a row all seri- or all season long. And Toronto went in and beat them four straight. Yeah. You know, and they did it against the MVP, and – it was like, well, there's no way of stopping Giannis at all. There's no way you could stop him. And they did, They were able to stop him, you know? And when we talk about how unstoppable Giannis is, like, you know, if they could stop Giannis, can, who else can they stop, you know? Um, Fair. Do I think they're going to win the series? No. I think that it's seven, like likely seven, probably six, though. Six, six or seven, okay? Um but well, I, I do think they'll, I do think that they'll win a few. To if I go with, if I have to nail down a pick, I'll say seven. How about that? Uh, stop hedging. Well, I'll say this: if that does happen, if this goes seven, here's what you're kind of not pointing out. Game seven is in Jurassic Park, and like that, as we've seen, is an insane place to play a basketball game. Do I think the Warriors are faced by crowds? No, not by any means. But there's something to say about having a whole country on your back. Um, the Blue yeah. Jays, when they won the World Series in 1992, they talked about that all the time. They were like, you know, we, we played for a whole country. Um, actually, the most recent Blue Jays team, they made a run to the playoffs. That was like the whole thing David Price was saying when he was part of that team was like, there's something cool about having a whole country having your back going against an American team. Like, it just makes you care that much more. Um, so I do think if it does go seven... That game is going to be insane. Not saying that they, like, it's a guarantee they'll win because Golden State's lost the game seven in the finals on their home court before, um, but it definitely makes it more entertaining and more interesting. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. That, it would be it'd be a fun uh, a fun event, and it'd be cool to see Drake kind of wiling out. And so, <laughs> oh, if they win, he's getting a ring. Yeah. I'm sure. You know, he has a locker in the locker room. Do you know that? 
Is that why he got a conference championship hat last night in the locker room? Like the locker room I don't, here? Uh, so, all right. Here's my Drake thing real quick. I don't have a problem with any I don't either. of the Drake stuff. Any of it. I don't it. either. Any of it. They practice at the OVO training facility. He's literally the team ambassador. He has a locker in the locker room. I don't have a problem with it. I don't. Yeah, like, let's say, in your case, let's say the Pistons were doing what the Pistons are, I mean, what the, what the Raptors are doing right now. Yeah. And, like, what would we say? Well, the comparison would probably be Eminem, right? And, like, Eminem's sure. courtside the Pistons games, and he's fired up. Like, you're not going to be mad about that. Like, Heck no. Not at all. No. no. Like, for me, I'm a Bulls fan. If Chance the Rapper, just kind of going with, the, going with the, uh, sure. the genre, of course. If Chance the Rapper's courtside the Bulls games, and they're fired up, and he's, like, bringing more attention to the probably team while doing this. Yeah, but we don't talk about Kanye. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, he doesn't even live in Chicago anymore. Come on, come on, Kyle. Well, he does. They do have a home in Chicago. My wife watches Keeping Up with Kardashians, so oh, I'm gonna fact oh. check you there. So <laughs> we, used to, <laughs> we used to have this thing. It's so funny you say that. When Alex worked for 48 minutes, um, his wife Grace was our Kardashian ambassador, so we get to keep checking on the Tristan Thompson scenario. So could Ashlyn now be our new Kardashian correspondent? She she could be. I was uh, I was getting some notes together for this pod, and she was watching the newest episode that came on at ten tonight. So or maybe at nine. Oh. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it came out at nine. Um, she was watching it, and on the episode, it go. was like, I only have one day I can go to Cleveland to see Tristan. I was like, there, there's my basketball reference. <laughs> He's got plenty of days that he is away from you. In oh, plenty. Cleveland. Plenty. <laughs> we should make fun of that. Oh, all right. But we're going to. So, bringing up Cleveland in this, where do you rank this Toronto team um, in the, uh, the Golden State Finals opponents? Ooh, that's a good one. Okay, so... 16 is automatically number one because 16 won. Right. So we can't take that away from them. I agree. But I would truly put them so, like, people look at the 17 finals, and I know Golden State won four games to one. Go back and look at the numbers of how good that Cleveland team was because, like, offensively, they were insane. Oh, I'm not I don't just need Kyrie convincing. And, I'm, I, I'm fully, yeah. fully there. Not just Kyrie and LeBron, but, like, them as a whole. I mean, all those shooters they had, like, so Toronto would be it's a clo- it's close between those two. I can't say necessarily fifteen. Kyrie and Love weren't playing; they were hurt. Um, and LeBron like had Delvadova as his number two, and he played, yeah, yeah, and like Delvadova played so hard he went to the hospital. <laughs> like, Bless his heart. <laughs> yeah, you like you love it, man. But like, yeah, and then eighteen, they were got eighteen was atrocious. Yeah, um, I probably so put I, him, say, I probably put him third behind behind sixteen behind seventeen. Yeah, I would say two. Um, seventeen was like seventeen, like offensively, which is unbelievable. All right, how do where do you put them compared to last year's Houston team and this year's Houston team? Ooh, I think they're better than this year's Houston team. Honestly, I think they're. I think last year's Houston team was like really, really special. Um, okay. And we saw, we saw, we really saw glimpses of it. I know how it ended. Um, just for the pessimistic NBA fans out there, they'll always discredit not winning titles. Um, but man, <laughs> that's a good one. I would, I would have to sit, think about the one off top of the head. I would probably favor that Houston team, but at the same point, I will say that 
this playoff run Kawhi Leonard's having is up there with like the 93 Michael Jordan postseason run where he was just untouchable. Yeah. Um. So like that's probably going to give them actually the benefit. The benefit. So. All right. And last one, where do you put him against the 2016 Oklahoma City team with the last Kevin Durant team? Oof. I would the, lean towards the Thunder team. Okay. I'm just trying to it's get a gauge. To, I think same. I I think I agree with you on all of those, but just trying mm-hmm. to get a gauge of kind of like where you really think this Raptors team is at talent wise and kind of potential wise and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, this is um it's an unbelievable story, man. It's cool to see it's cool to see the six in a championship. Um it's cool to see Kawhi playing for a championship again. It is neat. I mean, it's good for Kyle Lowry for you know, everything that that guy's been criticized for and sometimes deservingly so. Um, it's neat for Marcus Hall. You know, like, did you see the Grizzlies yeah. put that tweet out? Like, that was I cool. Did. Yeah. Yeah. Shouts. Yeah, it was, it was cool to see. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I, I think that this is a, a really good matchup. I love the defense that Toronto brings. I love the offense. I guess, and the defense that Gold State brings and just kind of the the prestige that they bring. And uh, overall, I think it's going to be a, a, a really, really good series. I, I think it'll be better than last year's finals for sure. Oh, without uh, a doubt. <laughs> but I, I, I just, I do think it's going to be a series at least. I hope so, man. I just, I have a hard time picking against Golden State. Um, if you look back at since they lost to the Cavs, They've had one series that went game that went seven games. Yeah, like that. You know, like they they fin they finish you fast. Um, and I know this year they've had a lot of turmoil and a lot of like different things they've gone through. But like, if they get you down, they're not taking their foot off unless Draymond punched you in the balls. <laughs> yes, yes, that is true. Um... Draymond has been punching some people in the balls uh, with his play on the court instead yes. of with, with his yes. hands. So we're proud of that, Draymond. We are, you, we are. You keep going. We're rooting for that. Mm-hmm. All right, Tim, we got anything else for this finals preview? I think we got the finals preview locked out, man. So I know the game plan for the 40 Minutes Network is kind of work our schedules for our shows around the finals games just so we can have everything up to date. Yeah, the finals um, games – if I can kind of beef uh, the schedule for the finals games for oh, a second. Dude, it's terrible. There's, uh, let's see, game game one is Thursday. Mm-hmm. There's work the next, you know, when I say work, I, I mean a Monday through Friday, nine to five, right? Just like the, yep. the working class schedule. There's a Thursday night game, which is game one, so work the next day. A Sunday night game, work the next day. A Wednesday night game, work the next day. Finally, game four is a Friday night game. Then game five is a Monday night, work the next day. Thursdays, game six, that's uh, work the next day on a Thursday night. And then game seven, if necessary, is on a Sunday. So you only have one weekend game. Yeah, fuck that noise. And it's Friday at 9 p.m. Yeah. Ooh, one thing we should touch on real quick before we bounce. Free agency has now been raised six hours for beginning period. Woo! As if it wasn't going to be already happening like in yeah. October the year before. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
So June, instead of July, instead of July first at midnight, it's now June thirtieth at six p.m. Does that mean like the Zach Lowe Woj specials at like five o'clock now? Because that, Listen, that's this not is exactly what, this is exactly what it is. Is you remember? Uh, I'm sure you did it too. Where we all stayed up till midnight, and we mm-hmm. all started kind of watching it, and uh, you know they would all just kind of start announcing what was happening at midnight. You know what I mean? We would watch ESPN, and they would announce it all. Well, I think that they saw that, and they were like, oh, cool. Let's go ahead and just turn this into a TV show, basically. You're right. You're right. It's fine. It's fine. Hey, I'm I'm here for it. You know what I mean? That's that's awesome. It's easier to put up a podcast. Um, yes, it is. It's easier to put up a podcast with the news coming out at 6 instead of at, at midnight. So thank you. Dude. Yeah, when uh when LeBron when the facts came through LeBron was going to the Lakers last year, I'll never forget I was at Kroger like click listing waiting for my groceries. And like I called Sean, I'm like, Hey, I'm gonna be home in, like ten minutes, just be on your computer, we're doing a pod now. <laughs> because I was like <laughs> Capitalize. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you, man. Yeah. All right. Well, uh that's gonna wrap it up for this finals preview. I hope you guys enjoy the finals this week. Make sure that you head over to our website, 48minutesnetwork.com. Check out articles, check out uh, podcasts, all that good stuff. We're going to be doing some draft stuff, so please keep your eyes peeled for that. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. We're always doing fun stuff on Twitter and Instagram, at 48 Minutes Network. We're always running polls. We really love your feedback in the polls. Uh, We do. It's a really cool way to kind of see, what would you guys think of that game? How do you guys remember that? Or... You know, what do you think of this that's upcoming? So we love we love participation. And uh, keep interacting with us and appreciate you guys listening. Enjoy the finals. Enjoy the finals. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> <laughs>